Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of On the Prowl. I am Powell Cobb, Managing Editor at the Post Searchlight. And I'm Brandon O'Connor. We're happy to be here this week breaking down the game against Early County, getting you guys ready for Dothan. We are a day late this week, but we're coming to you. And we're going to have all your analysis, getting you ready for Friday night's big home game. That's right. I hear uh, I hear Keith is is getting a little a little picky about where the Joe Crying Shrine really is. He is. We had a, we had a good discussion last week when he filled in for you because you had to you had to run away. You had more important things to do than trying to talk some football with us. So Keith Weil filled in, and we had a good discussion about gimmick infringement. You called it the Joe Crying Shrine here the last time we did it. He said that. He started that with the press box during the Friday night broadcast of the football games. So I, I think that's an ongoing battle that you and Mr. Weil are going to have to settle. Who has the right to call where they are recording <laughs> from the Joe Crine Shrine? You know, he, he actually calls it the Shrine to Joe Crine. And See, this is the Joe Crine Shrine. There's a difference there he, he just did, from the get-go. He did say that there's a little bit of gray area there of if it was actually gimmick infringement because of that little bit difference, the shrine to Joe Crine or the Joe Crine shrine. So I, that's kind of the crux of the argument here. Of was it gimmick infringement because you flipped the name? Well, we have that's, plenty of... That's what your entire, your entire <laughs> battle hangs on, is that you flip the name. But I, have... I am going to have to say I'm, I'm going to side with Keith Lyle here on this one. That's a mistake. I, I'm not going to say it's a major gimmick infringement. It's more like when they used to have the different face mask calls where it was a 5-yard or a 15-yard. Right, this right. is a 5-yard gimmick infringement, not okay. a 15-yard. That's fair. Well, Joe Crine is all of our friends, and we love him dearly, and we hope he's doing well. Uh, he is a 46-year uh, veteran. Of, sports editor of Sports Emeritus. editor. He is eternally in our hearts, and we thank him for all those years of amazing service. So, early counting. Last week... Big win for Bamers, one it, and two on the season. It, it's, it's always nice to get rid of that zero in the win column, especially for a team that all of last season kept that zero in the loss column mm-hmm. all the way to the state champ or state semifinal game. So to go out there, they had two tough games to start off the season, and they finally went out there and just beat up on an early county Bobcat team for that fifty to seven victory. Absolutely, then this was a good Bobcat team. They've done well this season. Um, but Bainbridge really, really got out there and, and fixed their mistakes, worked on those things throughout the week to get better, and, and did a great job on the field putting up that 50-7 to win. And I, I think a big part of that is you're finally starting to see Damian Pierce round into form. He's finally starting to make those contributions to the offense That's right. that we kind of expected from him before he suffered that ankle injury in the preseason scrimmage. He went out there 13 carries for 120 yards and the big three touchdowns. And this is a guy that they might have hit him, but he wasn't going down. He was dragging defenders. He was making plays. As he continues to round into form, gets more comfort in in that ankle, the ability to make the cuts that he wants to do, have that little bit of wiggle, this Mm -hmm. offense is going to be completely different than we saw in the first two Mm -hmm. games. Damian showed the explosiveness that we're used to seeing from him. He had a little more time to rest up on that ankle, and and I think he's going to be able to bring that – uh, same explosiveness this week. Uh, other big rushers, Donovan McGray had 44 yards on six carries. And then Clark Wiggins had a fake punt that went for 31 yards. He almost scored on that one, too. He was pushed out of bounds, but he was so close to getting that in the end zone. Uh, Brett McLaughlin had a good night. He went 8 for 20. And this was, I think, a really good sign of of how much progress the receivers are giving. Three 
touchdown receptions. All different receivers: Zion McGee, Alex McGivern, and Will Kelly. Is this a is this a sign of progress for Bainbridge? Getting, I, I think you have to say it is that the last couple of weeks the wide receivers have been something we've been talking about that we we needed more consistency, not just from one player specifically, but more from the whole unit. They as a unit were somewhat underperforming, and I, I think you're you're finally starting to see them to, to round into form. And I think a big part of that is Will Kelly. He's a guy that you can see that Brett McCaughlin is starting to trust. He's a guy that probably has the most consistent hands catching mm-hmm. the football on the entire team. You can have a lot of success at the high school football level just by being consistent, and that's what Will Kelly is. His stats might not jump off the page. One catch for six yards, I think it was, in this game. That's but, right. But he had that touchdown. So it, those numbers aren't immediately going to jump off the page, but it, that comfort mm. of having somebody that you know if you throw the football to him, it's going to stick to his hands, and you're going to gain a few yards here and there just enables a quarterback to be more comfortable in the pocket, and then he right. can open it up and start using some of his other wide receivers more. That's right. And then everyone on the in the receiving area did a really good job of, of getting those receptions. Again, Will, Alex, McGivern, and Zion McGee were your three touchdown receptions. They did an outstanding job this past week. I think somebody that we haven't mentioned too much that definitely deserves some love from on the prowl is Alex McGivern. Yes. He's a guy that coming into the season, I had never heard his name before. Mm. This is a guy we were talking to the coaches in the offseason about what wide receivers were going to step up, who was going to have an impact. This senior Alex McGivern was not a guy that was mentioned. And then that final drive two weeks ago that they put him out there, and he ended up catching the touchdown that got them closer to Cairo. And then all of a sudden, he's in the wide receiver rotation. It's kind of the same thing with Will Kelly. It's that consistency. He runs good routes. He's going to catch the ball. And as a senior, he brings some experience. And he went out there, had a, a catch for 31 yards and another touchdown. I think McGivern's going to be a guy you have to watch out for this season. I think as you go more on and gets more comfortable with him, he sees more reps, he's going to be maybe... I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season he's your number two receiver. That's right. Let's talk about defense a little bit. Bainbridge did an excellent job of sealing the perimeter this past week against Early County. Kerensky Williams, fantastic. I've watched him at least on five different occasions in his outside linebacker position get off a block and reach around to bring down the running back from Early County most of the time for a loss. But he did a really good job. And the defensive line did a really good job too. They moved uh, Dalvin Spivey. From outside linebacker to tackle, and he was ferocious. I really loved watching him go wild and wreak havoc in the backfield. It's nice to see the coaches make those adjustments, make some changes. I think they always say that the kind of the definition of craziness is to keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, your your defense didn't work very well in your first two games. They made a change. They put Spivey at defensive tackle. Said, hey. If you don't have to know what you got to do, you don't have to know where you have to be, see the ball, get the ball. Mm-hmm. And for a guy like Spivey, that's exactly what you want to do. He's, mm-hmm. he's definitely not the size that you expect for a defensive tackle, mm-hmm. but the line had had some struggles in the first two games with that penetration. It's something we talked about quite a bit in On the Prowl. And when you have an athlete like that, he has some leverage and just has a nose for the football. And I, I think that's a big change for them. My one question is going to be, because of that size, if you have a team with a good offensive line mm-hmm. and a good straightforward run game, is Spivey going to be able to hit, kind of hold up there and, and play that defensive tackle position? I think so. I think, I mean, he may not have the, the size that you're describing, but I think he has the speed to be able to shoot the gap and really kind of throw offensive lines 
put them on their heels a little bit with how much speed and explosiveness he has coming off the ball, off the snap. Absolutely, and that's a great thing for passing down, that ability to shoot the gap, get past the lineman, and get to the quarterback. But I think that can almost play against you in, in running in the running game because sure. if you shoot that gap too too quickly you're going to be going this way the running back's going to be going right past you going the other way right. and that puts a lot of pressure on your on your linebackers so i, I think it's going to be a work in progress here but that change was definitely a good thing i think for this bearcat defense mm-hmm. and their ability to get some of that pressure because the defensive line just was not getting it done through the first two games that's right and the uh the defensive secondary didn't have that much of a chance to show uh, how much they've been improving these past few weeks. The early county offense, the quarterback threw one pass the entire game, an incomplete pass. But you know what? They're working hard, and I think that whatever Dothan throws their way this week, the work they've been putting in will show. Coming up on Friday, 7.30 p.m. at Centennial Field here in Bainbridge, Bainbridge Bearcats taking on the Dothan Tigers of Alabama. This is a team that is and 1-4, but... Don't let that record fool you. That's what I've been hearing over and over again from the coaches and from other spectators. They've lost four games, but many of these teams are some of the best teams in Alabama, especially last week against St. Paul Episcopal, a 42 to nothing loss. St. Paul is the number two team in Alabama. Is that correct? I, I think they're one of the top teams up there, and they, they have a loss too. For their class. But they, yeah. they've played some top teams. Their first team that they played this season – is five and zero on the season, mm-hmm. but at the same time, in the middle of there, they've played some some not great teams. And the only team that Dothan has beat this season is zero and five on the season, and mm-hmm. they still only beat them. I think it was fifteen to fourteen. That's right. So th- I think this is a Dothan team that they've played some great competition. They're coming in with a lot of experience this season, already playing five games. They played some tough opponents. They played some not tough opponents. But after getting shut out last week, forty-two to nothing. This is going to be a team that comes into Centennial Field mad. They, their coach tore them apart on the sidelines after the game. He made them sit there on the field and stare at the scoreboard That's right. for 15 minutes Why he yelled at them. That's the type of football coach I like. <laughs> that's right. That's the, that's the dedicated coach. This is a quote from the Dothan Eagle from uh, Dothan's coach. The Saints were more disciplined than us. And they wanted it more. Overall, tonight, they were better, but our guys just showed up. They didn't want to play. They felt like they could play with people and not be disciplined and do their own thing. At the end, it's 42 to nothing. And if that doesn't put a sour taste in their minds, nothing will. End quote. Brandon, this team is going to be aggressive. I have no doubt in my mind. They're going to be looking to prove something. They're going to be vicious. You know, the coach is, is breathing down their necks, wanting them to be the athletes that he knows he, they can be. And so I expect this to be a battle at Centennial Field. I do, too. And I've never met this coach in person, but I'm already a big fan of his. <laughs> Just like any coach that will make his team stare at the scoreboard while they're getting yelled at. I, I like that. That sends I, the message, doesn't it? It does send the message. I'm pretty sure he's in his first year at Dothan. So this is a guy that he's still trying to find that mentality in his team, get them to play he wanted to play get them to play the way he wants them to play. Mm-hmm. And I think coming off of a shellacking last week against St. Paul's, you might see a different Dothan team. At the same time, this is a team that Bainbridge matches up pretty well against. They struggled some against the run last week. Mm-hmm. They gave up 187 rushing yards and four touchdowns on only 24 carries mm-hmm. through the first three carries to St. Paul's star running back. He did not play the fourth quarter because the game was over at that point. And then the Dothan offense on the other side struggled. 
They only had 148 yards all of last week, and 65 of those 148 yards came on only two plays, big pass plays. This this is a Dothan team, as we said. They've played some tough competition. I, I think it's hard to judge how they're, they're going to do coming off a of St. Paul's game, kind of like it's hard to tell what type of team Bainbridge is after playing Lee County. Mm-hmm. You're just in a different different class playing against talent you're not going to see the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Here's what Bainbridge coach Jeff Littleton had to say about the Dothan offense and defense. What are, what kind of team are they? Are they on offense? They pass the ball a lot? Are they power eye running up the gut? They're pretty balanced. Um, last week their, their running back wasn't in uh, – he didn't play, but um, – they balance, they're pretty balanced when he's in there. Okay. Uh, number one, I think so. his name's Tyson Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're pretty balanced. They throw the ball fairly well. The quarterback's a big kid. He's about 200 pounds, about 6'2". Wow. Uh, he runs the ball pretty – he's not really, really fast, but he's he's kind of quick. He's real gotcha. elusive. Right. Uh, and, he, and he throws the ball. He throws a good ball. They have good receivers to catch the ball? Yeah, they have several good kids. Uh, it's hard to see their numbers on film. Yeah, uh, that's nice. But they uh, have guys that'll, that'll go to get up. Oh, yeah, get. they got some very athletic kids. I mean, they've played some tough competition, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they've played some, some, of, those, some of those guys close. Uh, Definitely. A few of those games were close, yeah. And on defense, what are they, uh, what's the formation? Three, four. Uh, they're pretty multiple. Uh, okay. They're a three-four team most of the time. I think that's his background, but they do run some uh, even fronts as well. So they do some different things. And how big is is this defensive line? Um, their two tackles are two forty-five uh, and two seventy-five. Um, they have some ends that are about two forty. Mm-hmm. They got some pretty big kids. They got some outside linebackers that are. 210, 215 mm-hmm. type kids running around real well. Yeah, how do you get leverage on on players with that size? How do you how do you beat them? At, you know, at the line of scrimmage. You got to beat them off the ball. Mm-hmm. You got to use your hat and your hands. You got to you got to punch and you got to separate from pad under pad. So what to take away from that is this uh, Dothan team has some serious size, especially on that defensive line. How important is it going to be for this offensive line on Bainbridge to block these guys, give Brett plenty of room in the pocket to make passes to his receivers, and then give holes for you know our running running back core to, to bust through? Like most games, I, I kind of feel like that's what the entire game hinges on, how the offensive line plays. You kind of saw that in Lee County. Mm-hmm. That they had a dominant defensive line. That's a couple of four-star guys going D1, top recruits. And the pressure they were able to get shut down Bainbridge's offense. Now, with Damian Pierce coming back, that's a you, you can't pin your ears back and just rush as much. And he's also a guy that doesn't need a big hole to wiggle through. Mm-hmm. He can shoot a little gap and be gone. Right. So I, I think that changes a lot of what they're able to do. But coming against a good defensive line, a big defensive line that Dothan has, mm. I think you may have to see them go to some more, keeping the tight end inside, at least getting a chip block on an end before he goes out for a route. Right. Like a big guy I think you're going to have to watch for in this game is Bo Dobson. I think mm-hmm. his ability to block and help out the offensive line some as a tight end. I think Will Kelly's a little bit better catching tight end, and Bo might be a little bit better blocker there. So I think he's a guy you're going to have to watch out for. Or maybe having a little bit of a fallback back there as some pass protection to help out Brett. 
Agreed. The offensive line has has improved every game this season, starting with Lee County to Cairo to Early County. This is going to be a very important game for that that front five, and I think they're going to do very well. I think we'll see them pull it through. So, Brandon, what do you predict this game to be like? What is your crystal ball prediction? I think it's going to be a tough game. I think you're going to see a, a Dothan team come in with a chip on their shoulder, a good defensive line. But the, the one thing, they were without their best running back last week. He had a leg infection. I, I don't know if he's going to play this week. So I, I think a lot of the game could hinge on that, how that, or Spivey can play a defensive tackle if this defense can continue to improve. But I, I think I'm going to go with a little bit of the sort of upset here. I think Dothan's going to come into town and, and hand Bainbridge their third loss of the season. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. There, this is a very good Dothan team. Again, don't let's, don't look at the one of four record. This is going to be a strong team coming in here, like Brandon said, with the chip on their shoulder. I think this game is going to come down to quarterback passing. I really do. It, it's going to come down to Brett hitting those receivers, and I think he's going to do a good job. The receivers have been running good routes this season. They're only getting better every game, and he's going to do a good job. And that's that's where the touchdowns are going to be scored. So I think Bainbridge is going to come through with this one and get the win, and that uh, their second one of the season be two and two going into Week Five. If, if they can get that win, it's definitely a momentum setter. They're you know, getting closer to region play for for the Bearcats. I think they only have one more game against Rickard and Tallahassee next week before they get into region. If they can get this second win, get on a little bit of a roll, that we could quickly forget about those first two games. That's right. What is our trivia question of the week? This is the Bearcat Band trivia question of the week last week. We had a winner last week that got a $5 gift certificate to the concession stands at tomorrow night's game. That's the right. winner this week, we're on a little bit of a quick deadline here, will also win a $5 gift card to the concessions at tomorrow night's home game. The first person to comment on the Facebook post with the correct answer. Now, last week, Dothan was shut out by St. Paul's 42 to nothing. So it's a big challenge for the Bearcat defense this this week. When was the last time the Bearcats held an opponent scoreless and put up that big zero under under the visitor's score? That's right. If you can answer that question on our Facebook page first, you will receive a five dollar concession gift card. That's, that five dollars can go a long ways at those concession stands. They do a good job of. of with their prices and feeding the Bearcat Nation. Get you some popcorn, maybe a soda. That's right. Feed the whole family. Thanks for listening.